I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine I walk the line We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, welcome back to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. With us uh, here in the Miller Furniture Studios virtually on the phone line, we have Jared Ader, the owner, managing partner of Wheelhouse STL. Uh, Jared, welcome to the show. Big fan of yours as well as, uh, as your bar. (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here, and uh, Smash, too. Thanks for uh, bringing right on. me on this morning. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we uh, are glad to have you because I know we've talked a lot on this show about the absurdity of some of the government lockdowns, uh, specifically really in St. Louis County with respect to Sam Page. Not as much in the city, but um, you've had your own battle with the city of St. Louis over the lockdown orders, uh, culminating uh, several months ago with you know, you guys receiving a, basically a shutdown order saying that you were, you know, violating various health protocols with respect to masks and other things. Um, so give us a little bit of a backstory there, kind of, you know, just let the audience know kind of how that saga started and how it all played out. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously this all started literally, you know, close to a year ago now with 15 days to slow the spread, which quickly turned into <laughs> 45, which then turned into, you know, opening guidelines being... Uh, you know, put out to the public for, you know, certain industries. And and that's April, May. I can't even keep it all straight at this point. It's been so long. It's almost unfathomable to even conceive that we're still in this position. But from that point forward, we were operating within the guidelines, you know, slow reopens, occupancies, couldn't let people inside. You know, people couldn't be at, you know, back-to-back booths, even outside, stuff like that. And then as June rolled around, it was pretty clear that you know, our customers and our employees were comfortable. Crowds started returning. I mean, everybody's familiar with our blocks down there, our three venues. We obviously get a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people down there. We become a destination all of our own, really. And from that point forward, we were just kind of like, well, you know, we should have a right to operate our business. You know, obviously in private business, you cater to the demands and desires of the customers and your employees. You know, the customers are the ones paying the bills. And then I think it was about July 27th, we got our first two-week shutdown for Wheelhouse and Star Park. And we kind of took the path of trying to file suit against the city because we believed that we have a right to run and operate our business. And we were trying to operate within the guidelines that they gave us, which don't actually ask us to enforce anything. They're asking individuals to wear these masks and social distance and so from that point forward, it's kind of just been whack-a-mole. You know, we uh, got a second two-week closure, I think, on eleven sixteen. So that was for two weeks. And then Midwestern got a 30-day closure. I think that was the on December 3rd. And then on January 19th, uh, Star Party and Wheelhouse received a one-year closure, and Midwestern received a one month, another one-month closure. So... At that point forward, you know, from that point, they essentially, you know, to get back open, we had to agree to a consent order that is now forcing us to operate at even stricter restrictions. I don't even call them guidelines anymore because clearly they're using these to inflict punitive damage on whatever business they would 
like to realistically it appears well and i think it's so. important to draw a distinction also between you know restaurants are one thing if you want to go into a restaurant uh you sit down restaurant and enjoy yourself you can do that with your small group whereas you know wheelhouse start bar i mean these are bars right these are places where people go to congregate and I, my view is the guidelines as they were set out really were only applicable to restaurants in the sense of being you know reasonable and when you look at a bar, when people, they want to come in, they want to walk up to the bar, order a drink, you know, talk to people. And, and to me, it's all about personal choice, personal responsibility. And these people obviously come to Wheelhouse because they want to, because they want to, you know, have a good time. Um, so just kind of fill us in, like, how, I mean, how does it work to try to, as a restaurant, or, you know, that really is a bar, it, to enforce these when the people that are there are going to want to do what they want to do when they're inside? I mean, are you, like, actively policing, trying to get them to put their mask back on, et cetera? So I think the first thing, as you mentioned now, is the point. There is a big distinction between bars and restaurants. I mean, you can walk into a restaurant, put on your mask to walk to your table, sit down, be immune from contracting the virus, apparently, while you're sitting down without a mask, eat right. with your group, put your mask on and walk back out of the building. The mask element in that scenario doesn't really interfere with your experience or what you're there to do. Bar is very different because, as you pointed out, they're very social. They're very mobile in nature. You know, you bounce from this bar to that bar. You bar hop. You know, it's a very free-flowing environment. Smash loves the bar hop, by the way. So. Well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Great he bring, he tracks a lot of ladies at the bar Well, scene. let me say this uh, before you, you continue. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, as you do open back up uh, as the pandemic phases out, just use the term, I remember being there and, and enjoying the, the food, the brew, and all that. But the level of uh, – I'm a people watcher, of course. It's not coming from my Pepe Le Pew syndrome. <laughs> but I'm a people watcher. How will you ensure the fact that the level of femin femininity that was there before the pandemic will indeed return post-pandemic, sir? Well, I think they'll be there because we've seen that kind of during this whole time period of the last year, when we're given the opportunity to ah, run our business, they good. have been there. So very I good. think they're going to be there. I don't think you have to worry about that. Very good. Um, People watch yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of the best parts about being down there, really. Exactly. I know. Time to hang out and people watch. And yeah. You got a bunch of young people down there enjoying their lives, having exactly. a great time. And to your point about the enforcing of the mask and social distancing, that is essentially exactly what we've been forced to do over the past yeah. four weekends when we had to agree to the consent order and the reduced occupancy. It was that we had to agree very specifically to be the mask and social distancing police. Mm -hmm. So clearly that's putting us at a very uh, you know disadvantage compared to our competitors because it would appear that's not really being evenly enforced across the city based on what we can see. I mean, social media is not very difficult to look at geotag, look at people's Instagram accounts, Snapchats, et cetera, and see that we were essentially getting punished very specifically us. While it appears that more or less everyone else has been operating in the same fashion that we were. So hmm. that obviously has been very frustrating. We have, we have taken a big, cut in sales over the past four weeks we've been operating. So the prior week to when we got the one-year closure between Midwestern and Wheelhouse, we're down about 65%, give or take, each week. And that's just what we were doing about seven or eight weeks ago, not pre-pandemic, obviously. So um, we've just been put in a really tough spot. And the city has gone about it differently than the county. The county went down the path of shutting down the entire industry. Yeah. The city is allowed people to be open, 
but then enforce what I, again, think are very you know, incompatible policies with our type of environment. And I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do about that when we literally exist for people to come and go- congregate and yep. socialize and enjoy themselves. Right? Well, and when I think about enforcement, I think back to my days uh, in Champaign, Illinois, college days. You could go into bars at 19, but you, you couldn't drink unless you were 21. And it was on the bar not to serve people who were, tw- you know, unless they were 21 and had a wristband. But then what they would do is, you know, obviously somebody who had a wristband would go up, buy a pitcher, bring it back to their table, and then you'd have kids that didn't have wristbands drink from the pitcher. Right. And if the police wanted to come in and enforce the law, they did that. And they yeah. would give tickets to the individual who was drinking beer without a wristband. Mm-hmm. And if they if the bar was serving people without wristbands directly, they would punish them. And so I view the mask thing very similarly. Like, to me, it's the city's order. It's the city's law, if you want to call it that. I don't think it really is a law. I don't think it's really constitutional. But um, they should come in and issue tickets to the individuals who are violating the orders. What say you to that? Well, that's kind of in our stance, too. Now, obviously, we, 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 we think that would be equally as ridiculous as what they're doing to us, clearly. <laughs> But, but I'm saying it's their law. They need to enforce right. it. It's not the restaurant owner, bar owner's responsibility to yeah. enforce their supposed One, law. 100%. That's been part of our contention anytime we obviously get into, legis- you know, not legislation, but we get into, you know, filing suit or discussing with our lawyers or trying to talk with the city about it is that I believe the police have said, you know, it's not their job to enforce. Even in the health orders themselves, it doesn't explicitly ask business owners to be responsible for this. It's asking individuals to do this. So there really is no protocol for how to enforce people having to wear a mask or having to social distance from each other. It's such a micromanaging of people's just existence. It's like we got groups. I mean, you guys you know, are familiar with the wheelhouse and what yeah. goes on down there. We got, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of your post-college graduate bar, and we got all these people that come down there, and they, they all know each other. You know, you're talking about groups of 30, 40, I mean, these parties, we get parties for 30, 40, 50 people for brunch and everything else and they all know each other well the past four weekends they can come in but we have to like split them up and divide them even though they were probably <laughs> hanging out together beforehand without masks yeah and they're going to hang out together afterwards without masks yeah. or they're going to simply go to another bar where they're allowed to be free or maybe they'll just go out to st charles which they've been able to do this entire time i mean the ozarks are about to open back up yeah they oh boy open well, and that's, all our customers go there so all that happens is our customers get displaced, and you can check the mobility data from St. Specifically, when St. Louis County shut down the bars and restaurants there around Thanksgiving, give or take, there was a big spike in the mobility to Jefferson County and St. Charles County. So it doesn't stop anybody from gathering; it just moves it elsewhere. It's as simple as that. So all that's happening is people are being put out of work, and they're harming businesses and the individuals that work at those businesses. That's it. And also, what what blows my mind is you guys have invested a lot in the city of St. Louis. There's not a lot of people that are doing that right now, frankly. And well, why would you? Well, that's yeah. my point is I, I, I find it extremely, I was down there last night, actually, I went down to the MAC for an event and I'm looking around. I see that Tegan Irish pub there at the Hampton Inn shut down proud Mary's the hamburger. Uh, really? What do they call that? Uh, drag. Uh, it's a drag place. I've oh, never been my wife. But I mean, like, all these places are closed and you guys are still trying to make a go of it. And the city is oh, yeah. strangling you guys. And I'm like, what? Do they not understand the end result could be like every bar and restaurant just leaves the city of St. Louis? I, you know, I, it's hard to fathom at this point what the intent of what they're trying to accomplish is. And again, maybe early on there was some validity to being a little cautious, perhaps. You know, I would, 
in hindsight, maybe even dispute that, but, you know, whatever. And But we've clearly seen over the past year, you know, it doesn't seem to be necessary to be doing this. I mean, there's a reason people are flocking to St. Charles. There's a reason people are flocking to Florida, yeah. right? Yeah. So people clearly value freedom. I mean, they're leaving California. They're leaving New York. They're leaving Illinois. And you got to pay an earnings tax, 1%. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it seems odd to go down this path of essentially targeting what I think is kind of your nightlife, your entertainment. I mean, if we think about what's happened in downtown St. Louis over the past, what, three, four, five, six years, and we got down there in 2014 about right a little bit after Ballpark Village, which certainly is a value to the city as well. It obviously right. brings a lot of people. It's a really cool environment for Cardinals yeah. games in particular, yep. and it serves its purpose, and we're happy they're there. And I would like to think that they're all happy that we're down there too, and we all serve our purpose, and we all there's enough for everybody to eat. But it just seems odd that we went from having NHL All-Star game, we had the uh, – oh, gosh, what's the New Year's Day hockey? The, um, the Winter the, Classic. Yeah, the Winter, Winter Classic. Classic. We've had – I mean, the Blue Stanley Cup. I mean, you don't get these kinds of things without being becoming a premier destination That's and having right. businesses like ours to be able to cater to entertainment. I mean, we're yeah. very – obviously, we have a lot of loyal – faithful fans, customers, employees over the years have helped us build our business since back in Clayton. But I think we're also established a reputation now regionally as well that we're a place you want to come, especially yeah. now with our three venues. And we kind of all, they all kind of cater to different things, but provide different fields and atmospheres. And we got a little bit of something for everybody. So it does seem odd to want to kind of target and attack you know, kind of your entertainment industry that certainly I think has helped build up St. Louis over the past seven years. And I think we certainly feel as so if we've contributed to that a great deal. Definitely. You know what uh, I always never understood is this restaurant deal where you got to wear your mask in the restaurant and five steps later, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Man. It, 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 who set that kind of rule into effect? Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, it, I don't it, understand. It, it, go ahead, Jared. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you walk in, you put on the mask and then when you're sitting down, you're safe. Yeah. And as soon as you stand up, now that's a problem. I mean, that's right. why we've been closed down every time. They always cite health orders 8 and 11, which is essentially, I think it's the social distancing and mask one. Uh -huh. And But we've never actually been shut down because of data that says, you know, we being open are specifically contributing to a local or a regional health care crisis. We're just being shown pictures of people hanging out, standing up specifically mm -hmm. without masks. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. And I just don't really know what to say anymore. I mean, if that if, if we're if we're in a uh, society where that is no longer legal, then I think we're, we've got big problems ahead because a significant amount of our society revolves around gathering together for games, yeah. concerts, symphonies, plays, just gathering in general and, and celebrating life. And if we're not going to be allowed to do that anymore, then it's just kind of like well. I mean, I just, I don't really accept that realistically. Like, no, right. I want to fight for that. I, I think we should be able to do that. I agree. That. Yep. I agree. We're talking with Jared Ader, who's the founder, manager of not only Wheelhouse, but Start Bar and the Midwestern in downtown St. Louis. And I'm with you. I was talking to somebody last night. <clears throat> I said, you know, it's been a year since this is all right. taking place. You know, I'm 35 years old. I mean, that's a, that's a significant chunk of my life. Yeah. And it's like, there's really no end in sight, it seems like. Um, to these lockdowns, I think we've set a horrible precedent for future outbreaks, pandemics, whatever you will call it. 
And I'm not willing to tolerate this going forward. And I hope a oh, lot really? of other people. No, I'm not. It's just not a. It's not a way to live lives. I mean, yeah. we only we we're right. only on this earth so long. Yeah. And so I'm with Jared on this one, and I think that, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, I, I want to get into the future. Like, what does the future look like for you guys? Hopefully, you know, the Cardinals have announced they're going to have fans. I know that's a big, big part of your guys' uh, revenue is is Cardinal games, pre and post games. The Blues are starting to have more and more fans. So what are you seeing in the next few months this summer? What's the outlook for you guys? I mean, I wish I had a clear answer. I mean, I think if we were just given the freedom to run our business, I would just be like, yeah, we're going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, even the mayor now, I think as recently as yesterday, she said, oh, well, you know, we're going to lift some of the mitigation measures. But, you know, but she always makes it clear that masks and social distancing are kind of like here to stay. And I don't know for how long i don't know if it's just for a certain period of time but there's obviously been a continual shifting of the goalposts across this entire nation yeah. you know for the last year but when you hear that that still is discouraging and i just don't know why that's acceptable to keep saying that and keep saying that we're going to keep doing this because honestly the getting the they just recently moved us to midnight from 11 p.m we haven't mm-hmm. been able to be open past 11 p.m since like uh august middle mm-hmm. of august it's, we're now like six to seven months now. They've taken away essentially our, biz, our busiest high-volume you know, time period. But with that being said, over time, the customers just adapted. And, you know, 9, you know, 9 p.m. became kind of midnight, realistically, you know. Yeah. So the hours themselves actually weren't nearly as limiting as the mass and social distancing are because that's the tool which they can control us and or our customers mm-hmm. and, and use to take punitive damage against us. And, again, Putting a mask to walk into Walmart doesn't interfere with your experience to shop or Target or Lowe's or Home Depot. It doesn't matter there. But for our industry, it very clearly does limit our ability to capitalize. Well, I wouldn't even say limit. It's been eliminated. Yeah. Well, right. They if you're a young person, if you're gone. 25 years old, you're going to Wheelhouse to try to mix it up, maybe yeah. you know, mingle with the you know the, the opposite Brew. sex. You can't even tell what they look like with the mask on. Yeah. You, know, you could be talking exactly to a gal. Right. 25 years old, you, you know, yeah. could you pull your mask out so I can yeah. see what you see what you look I like? I mean, it's just, it creates this, like, awkwardness if you're thinking about a bar scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, I feel more comfortable in a busy space where I can see people's faces. But now I'm just surrounded and approached by people with masks on. And, I mean, think about where we've gotten now. They want you wearing a mask and covering your face when you walk into a bank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. That's where we're at. Yeah, right. And, you know, I have a young son. He's he's twenty months old now. And over the past, you know, this started when he was gosh, eight months old. When are you walking yet? And um, you know, I take him. He goes to a little gym class, and he goes to a little you know soccer thing they do at Veta Sports. And you know, these things I take him to, I have to wear a mask. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is really sad. Like yep. my son is is being shielded from his own father's smile. I yep. can't share my expressions of joy with him. He looks up and he's excited and. He just sees a mask looking back at him. Now, yeah. obviously, the majority of his time with he and I, there's no mask. We're having a great time. So, but still, at the same time, I'm like you mentioned earlier. You're 35. I'm 38. I'm not. I just turned 30. I'm not getting this year back. And to your point, yeah, we, you know, we're here for a decent amount of time. But in the grand scheme of things, not really. Life is really pretty short. And the fact of the matter is, they've now taken an entire year away from a lot of people. It's not just us. A lot of people in a lot of different ways that we just are simply never going to get back. Just the other day, I saw they shut down one of the Parkway schools, and the girls were in the middle of their state, you know, playoff run for basketballs. Game canceled, season over. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, these girls must be absolutely devastated. Yeah. 
And you see things like this going on all around the country, and it's just kind of like the data doesn't support this. Yes. Right. I mean, I just I, right. I, I haven't seen that it does. And maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but no, it doesn't. I just haven't seen it. No, yeah. it doesn't. And we appreciate you sharing your perspective candidly with yeah. us. We really do. And like I said, I'm a big fan of yours, big fan of your your bars. And, you know, hopefully our listeners will go support you guys. Wheelhouse, Start Bar, uh, and Midwestern. Jared, we really appreciate you joining the Mark Milton Show to, to share your views with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Smash. Thanks All for right. having me on this morning. And uh, hopefully we'll get up and running in downtown St. Louis again soon. And we'll see everybody down there having a good time again soon. Cool, yeah, Mark. we'll see you down there. Thanks again. You bet. Have a good one. All right. Take care. All right, that was Jared Ader, uh, founder, manager of Wheelhouse Downtown, and really, I mean, leading the fight uh, in yeah. what I consider to be the fight for justice for these restaurant bar right. owners in the city. And, uh, yeah, I just, I guess I think back, and if I was 25 single, maybe the mask would have helped me with my face. <laughs> it might have, might, have, might, have, might have helped me at the bar scene. Dave, what do you think? Oh, I think there are definitely some perks for masks if you choose to take that attitude. For example... <laughs> You can customize your face how you want. No one has to know it's you. That's right. And best of all, if somebody ticks you off, you can say whatever you want and mouth out whatever you want under your breath, and nobody right. else is going to see it. Because yeah. I got the size, you know, I'm a bigger guy, yeah. you know, stand up, but the face would detract a lot of would be. But what I took from that interview is what I would like to propose to you. Sure. Mark, and I call you Mark very rarely. That's, yeah. Please take off the mask so I can see that wonderful smile. <laughs> Thank you, Smash. This is the Mark Milton Show. That was touching. The Mark Milton Show with the Smash. <laughs> broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studio. I mean now. <clears throat> presented by stltaxlawyer.com. When we come back, we're going to talk frequent flyer miles and uh, rebates, credit card rebates, whether or not they are taxable. Interesting tax court case came out recently. We'll discuss that when we come back on the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. <laughs>